0: Destin, it's time for the wrestling show to take a very cynical look back at, representing the WWE and live from the Desert Diamond Arena in Glendale, Arizona. It's Friday Night Smackdown, air date March the 1st. 2024. This episode is the aftermath of the Elimination Chamber and the road to WrestleMania. So, uh, uh, let's go in one, two, one, two, three. Let it really Wrestle. He likes to talk about it too If you like how much wrestling they he do Come join us on the wrestling show On the wrestling show On the wrestling show Uh, Wellbo, uh, welcome to the wrestling show. I'm your most fickle host, Lip Hazlewood, and this is a very cynical look back at the latest episode of uh, Friday Night Smackdown. But before we dive into the show, just a very quick shout out to the non-competitors. They are the uh, glue that holds the building uh, together. First and foremost, representing the general manager, it's none other than another Nick Ellis. Then, of course, uh, we've got no backstage scoops or pre match interviewers today, so we head directly to the ring. With the the officials of tonight, the referees and the crew are uh, the team of uh, Charles Robinson, Dan Angler, Derek Sanders, Jessica Carr, and of course, letting everybody know who's about to fight and results of such matches, it is Mike Rome. And last, we forget, um, it's the commentary crew. It's the play-by-play guys, the hosts, and I call them the narrators of the whole damn show. They are the team of, now these, both of these gentlemen are very uh, impeccably dressed, but uh, this guy is extremely handsome, he's a very reliable Corey Graves, and next to him, I consider him the best in the business. He is the man with a raspy yet soothing voice, um, future Hall of Famer for sure. He is the man I've got a personal man crush on. It's Wade Barrett. <laughs> now, without any further cadues, let's get on with the uh, le show, the le big show, and we start off big. Yep, that's right. The bloodline. Ding, 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 ding-a-ding, ding, it ding 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 think ding ding dink, ding ding That's right. It is uh, Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman. Solo Sokoa, and Jimmy, Jimmy, Jibbe! Uso. In the ring there, so they're starting off their program. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, it starts off with, uh, takes their time. They take their time getting to the ring there. But it's all about Roman Reigns. He wants, um, the people of, the good people of, uh, Glendale, Arizona, to acknowledge him. Now, although, there's a lot of people that do love Roman Reigns. They all cheer for Roman Reigns. But there's a whole lot. There's, but it's, maybe, uh, three-fourths of people uh, lost respect for Roman Reigns but there's a very, very voiceless one-third of the crowd that's uh, pro-Roman Reigns that's right now, he wants to be acknowledged and apparently, they're not acknowledging Roman Reigns good enough and doesn't he know that you know absence, you know, sometimes it does make the heart grow fonder but you know, you're just not there, you're just an absentee champ gosh darn it doing the very, the bare minimum. Anyways, regardless, I'm not a, I used to be a huge Roman fan. No, the past two years, he's been, uh, you know, he's been just resting on his laurels. I believe, I truly believe that. Anyways, so Rock, uh, the Roman race is all pissed off. He's like, that's it. You guys don't respect me. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get on my Learjet and get the hell out of here. But apparently uh, there's bigger plans, this whole, Segment, the Bloodline segment is a half an hour. It's about a half an hour. It's ridiculous. Um. But yeah, so this is just one part of it. And uh, Roman Reigns is about fed up. He's about to leave. And then when he, if he left now, this segment would have been just great, you know, just long enough, you know, to keep us intrigued. Um, but however, Paul Heyman takes over and says, after this commercial break. We'll be back with, if you smell what the rock is cooking. That's right. And after the commercial break, it was true. <laughs> That's right. If you don't know that music, it's the rock's music. It hits. Uh, and the rock comes down there. He takes it merry old time. You know after all he's an old man, you know, he's got arthritis everywhere. And today is supposed to be the day where it's the response to Cody Rhodes' challenge to a match before the uh, um, Wrestlemania, before Wrestlemania. So I call him, it's the uh, Vinny, the Rock uh, Diesel, because <laughs> he looks a lot, they look, a similar, they look a very similar. <laughs> Anyways. So the Rock, he's doing his best to be the heel. He's playing the heel like, hey uh, Boo Me, boo me. <laughs> he didn't really say he doesn't say that, but he's doing his best to turn down uh, the uh, the Arizona crowd. You know? And he calls them all because they're close to uh, you know, another city in Arizona. So he plops them all, everybody there from there? You all crackheads and cocaine junkies. It's like okay, yep, he's trying really hard really hard to be hated and everybody's still cheering the Rock cuz you know it's the rock and what are you gonna do he says, oh all you ladies want to make love to me all of you, and all of these are like yes we do rock Uh, yeah the rock really threw out a very long-winded segment out there mm-hmm anyways it comes out this uh, um, the rock uh, now he says about he's in a good mood He's in a good mood. Everybody's in a good mood, stuff like that. Then, however, when it comes down to Cody Rhodes' the challenge, he rejects it. No challenge for you. And presented a counter offer because Rock, after all, he's practically retired. You know, he can't he can't go any longer. So he needs some assistance. So he makes this. It's going to be a match at uh, the challenge. Is this? It's going to be a tag team match. Um. Now, WrestleMania, apparently, is going to be a two-night event. The first night, he wants a tag team match. Him and his uh, cousin, Roman Reigns, versus Cody Rhodes and Seth freaking Rollins. Now, here's the thing. If Cody Rhodes wins, then the day two, he would have his match with Roman Reigns without any outside interference. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if he loses, it's going to be... uh, (laughs) Ridiculous! It's going to be uh, no, uh, what's that? Bloodline rules match. So anything the bloodline says goes, and whatever they do, they, they it's uh, completely legal. So yeah, so that's going to be uh, ridiculous. So anyways, so now here's the thing: The Rock, he he, plays his shows his card, shows his hands to everybody, his card, his playing hand, everybody. That the, in fact, Rock is back in um, uh, such a capacity. That he holds, he's considered the boss He's considered the boss So he says this If you, next week If you your rebuttal next week for Cody Rhodes If he doesn't say, if he says He does not accept the challenge of The Rock He will uh, make sure that Cody Rhodes is oppressed He will oppress Cody Rhodes Just like Vince McMahon oppressed many people mm-hmm. He will be the new Vince McMahon of the WWE And he's not afraid to say it so yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's hilarious. So he's the new boss, and uh, yeah. But anyways, it comes down to this: before the Rock said, "If you smell," the uh, Roman Reigns stops him from saying that. He stops him and makes sure that uh, Roman Reigns needs to make sure what page is the Rock on. So, uh, Roman Reigns made sure that Rock had to acknowledge the tribal chief. And everybody's like, oh! 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 What nerve! But he's shocked at the audacity of Roman Reigns asking for, uh, you know, acknowledgement. Show submission to the Rock. Who's the man? Who's the boss? Who's the tribal chief? And of course, everybody's shocked, but it is... The Rock, he acknowledges Roman Reigns as uh, the tribal chief. So yeah, it is what it is. So after that, we go backstage, and it's with the man, the thunder from down under, Royce and Waller, with uh, the great Austin awesome Theory back there. They're talking about what happened over at the Elimination Chamber, the big old match where uh, you know uh, Randy Orton got screwed by logan paul and then it's la Knight. he's back there he wants a. he's so piping mad piping mad he wants a piece of aj styles and he's oh, oh, oh you don't know where he is boy willikers boy crikey and we see leaves and they start uh looking over the match and all like rejoicing over logan paul what he did to randy orton and randy orton walks in the ring there walks back there and he notices that they're all having a laugh and he wants to have a laugh too he thinks it's all funny, and we he thinks to be funny is teaching them a lesson. And so he says, You guys, pick one of you guys, and then you're gonna kick your one of your asses tonight. And one of your asses will be kicked by the legendary Randy Orton. So it's uh, Grayson Waller nominating, uh, you know, Austin Theory for the match. And uh, this is uh, Austin Theory's big main event moment. So it's gonna be great. Randy Orton, Austin Theory, main event. Uh, the, on paper, it sounds great. And speaking of sounding great, it is our very first match of the night. It is the women's division. The match is between uh, the returning Naomi, Field the glow, and the uh, former NXT champion. It is uh, the great Tiffany Stratton. That's right. Um, and, of course, this match is going to be at, at uh, her tiffy top, at her tiffy best. Anyways, this was uh, the match of the night. This was match of the night. This was really good. This was about uh, just a little under eight minutes. And in charge of this match, refereeing this match, is uh, Mr. Derek Sanders. And here's the thing. This match was uh, very heavy at Naomi. Feeling the glow. Drop kicking the holy hell out of Tiffany Stratone. Tiffany Stratone, one of her moves is like the, uh, what's that, the, uh, the cave-in. It's like the cave-in, except uh, your opponent is sitting down, and she stomps the holy hell out of your chest, your chesticle area. Mm-hmm. Now, in this match here, what happens? Uh, Tiffany is outside the ring, on well, outside the ropes, on the ring apron there. Uh, Naomi goes in there to grab for her. But, however, the referee, for some reason, the referee decides to, uh, instead of giving the count, like, hey, she's touching the ropes, no handsies, I'll give you five seconds. He doesn't... He goes and literally uh, uh, football tackles, American style, football tackles uh, um, Naomi right off. And then while his head's poking down, like in his, and his way he's burying his face into Naomi's belly, Ooh, yeah, this is great, I love my job. It's uh, Tiffany Stratton with the eye poke, poke at the eye. And then takes uh, Naomi and then rams her head first into the uh, ring post, like so. Tiffany Stratton, uh, Tiffany Stratton then takes full advantage, doing her fantastic finishing move. The springboard, the most prettiest moonsault out there. The prettiest moonsault ever. Tiffany Stratton finishes the match. One, two, three. And what time is it? It's a tiffy time, bay He is. Now, Next. We go into a women's division again. This is a, a tag team match. This has been the uh, between representing. Uh, I'm not sure. Damage control. I don't know. It's the Kabuki Warriors, and they are Oscar and Kari Sane, and has Io uh, Sky backing them on their corner. Versus, of course. Now, the only bright part of this match, bright spot of this match is. Of course, the most curvaceous woman in Smackdown. I call her the sexiest woman in Smackdown. It's Bailey, with her partner, um, Dakota Kai. Now Dakota Kai has been injured for a long time, and she has been fighting for a long time ever since uh, injuring herself while injuring uh, Liv Morgan. Mm-hmm. She took herself out while injuring Liv Morgan. Anyways, she hasn't seen any action, and every time she's around a ring, she's uh, you know, mousing away from the, any, any physical activity. Something is, Dakota Kai actually going to be wrestling today. Is she actually going? I'm thinking, I'm thinking there's something going to go wrong. And besides, I've always thought uh, you know, Dakota Kai, she's the translator of uh, you know, the Japanese connection. It's Oscar, uh, Io and Kari. And she says she's on Bailey's team. But I I have my I have my reservations on that. I don't think, I don't think so. Anyways, let's get on with what happened in the match. This match here is uh About four minutes in length Refereeing this match is Mr. Dan Engler And one thing for sure about Dan Engler He is completely useless as a referee Either that or this uh, match was uh, um, designed really poorly Very, very poorly Now, why I say this? Does tag ropes matter? No, it never matters Especially in SmackDown Now, early on, we got ourselves uh, Kari Sane getting herself involved Or she's, uh, you know Getting herself involved uh, illegally when uh, Asuka gets Refsree's attention and Kari pushes Bailey right off the top rope. No, it is Bailey, obviously, started the match. Now, here's where things get complicated. Now, they're making excuses for what happened. Now, this is what happened. Bailey is getting. She's basically. The match started 2 1 1. The Kodakai was put, ish, ish, you know, ushered out of the ring there, but they start fighting 2 1 1. Kari and uh, Asuka. You know, beating up some uh, Bailey 2-on-1 for like the longest time. Referee doesn't do anything. So anyways, Bailey finally gets, uh, she gets beaten. I mean, up and she gets thrown into her corner. And she hits Dakota Kai. That is a legitimate tag. That is a tag. You know, like it or not, bump into each other. That is a tag. They, they're in a legitimate corner. They're in a proper spots. That is a tag. And they're saying, nope, that's not, the referee didn't see that. But that's a tag. And that's why this match is its just fun. It's just, it just, it happened. There's no real ending to this match. Um, yeah, so, Bailey knocks off Dakota Kai and uh, they end up fighting on Bailey is basically, Bailey's taking on Oscar and Kari Sane at once. Just beating them both up. And obviously it's gonna be a uh, numbers game. Now, here's one thing. Kari Sane and Oscar, they got some good intentions. But execution, I'm not sure what the heck is going on. Now, one of the moves I'm questioning, what the heck just happened? What the heck just happened? That's my sting. I just did it live. Now, Asuka gets uh, Bailey. She uh, she gives her the old uh, code breaker. But she holds on to the code breaker. So Bailey uh, Bailey is basically uh, bent over. And then it's Kari Sane. She just she comes in the ring there. And she does what looks like a blockbuster. She grabs the neck and she does a front flip. But it's just, it's not a blockbuster at all. She does this weak-ass jump. She barely gets around. There's no jump up. There's just a rotation. So Kari saying no up motion. Just a rotation around and drops down. I'm thinking, what exactly is this supposed to be? What is this move? Now, thank goodness Bailey is a constant professional. Because that was a complete, What? Maybe they should have rehearsed that move a little bit more. Maybe uh, they should have used, uh, I don't know, uh, a springboard there. Maybe, maybe uh, you know, um, Sky should have helped the move out with a little bit of a, a boost. I don't know, that move just looked weak as all heck. Anyways, Bailey was getting her ass kicked, a double move. Like a lot of times, it's Bailey versus the two. Asuka goes for a sliding uh, knee. Um, Kari Sane goes a sliding. Uh, knee which is the elbow (laughs) Uh, anyways it comes down to this Bailey finally she struggles free and goes for the hub tag on uh, Dakota Kai but however this is where Dakota shows her true colors and sheer colors is the translator of the um, Japanese connection because she decides not to wrestle at all. She jumps off the ring apron, risking further injury to her knee, jumping off like that. Oh, how bold. Anyways, Bailey fights off everybody. She slides out of the ring there. She starts giving Dakota Kai what's for, some beating downs. And then it's uh, Asuka and Kari Sane, and uh, everybody, you know, Asuka and Sane join in, and they're beating up uh, some Bailey. So I'm assuming the match ended there. You know? But, uh, four minutes of, uh, it just happened, and we, we witnessed it. But hey, Bailey, her, uh, wrestling gear, she looks great. She looks absolutely great. Even though she still loves that, uh, Jericho ponytail. The Jericho, uh, top-knot ponytail. The, uh, the Lion Hammer days. Pretty soon, she's gonna let it down, and let that beautiful mane just flow. Anyways, regardless, we move on. And it's, uh... The entirety of damage control take over of, uh, you know, what's left of damage control, if they are called damage control still. The Kabuki Warriors and, uh, um, you know, Io and uh, Dakota, they take out uh, Bailey. Oh, yeah. So, I guess this is the whole thing. Bailey, in order to become new champion, she's got to take out everybody. I, Although I, I don't think she's going to be taking out Dakota Kai. She can't wrestle. She's just a translator. She just uh, wears wrestling gear every now and then. But I bet uh, bailey has got to go through Asuka and Kari Sane uh, before she gets to Sky. Something like that. Anyways, next up, we've got ourselves uh, Braun Breaker. His second match versus now. This next guy. His dream has finally come true. Hard work. He had to be. He was the X-Factor. Of the NXT for a long time. Now finally, he gets his moment in the main roster. And that, is Zion Quinn. When you look at him, you think, "Wow, wow, he looks like, uh, you know, a uh, with a generic Roman Reigns." You know, when is this? Uh, I mean, this is uh, you're like ten years off if you're joining the Shield. <laughs> the Shield's over, Zion Quinn. <laughs> anyway, Zion Quinn with his big moment. And the bell rings, and this match was, from start to finish, roughly 10 seconds, including the count, bell to bell. Maybe under 10, 10 seconds. 10 seconds. As soon as the match starts, it is Zion Quinn getting speared at out of his boots. Mm-hmm. Zion Quinn, wow. Well, at least you can say you were a SmackDown superstar for just 10 seconds. Yeah, So, yeah, but here's some bad news, everybody Bad news, friend Oh, Now, here's the thing The WWE said nothing At least, no, I can say It is, um, Michael Jones A.K.A. Virgil A.K.A. Vincent He passed Now, uh At least he was acknowledged By the WWE That he had his, uh, one minute of silence But, uh like I say, the is there. A lot of times when uh, uh, a wrestler that was through WWE and uh, burned burn their bridges for them, they pass WWE. <laughs> Anyways, Virgil, there was the best of times, and there was the worst of times. More or less, there was the worst of times. But, we move on. And as with, of course, our next match, it is a street fight. The whole thing is uh what's that the legado del fantasma they want to take out they can only be they can only be one latino team in the wwe and it's us not you we cannot be a a big family (sighs) come on man so anyways it is a latino world order you know santos Escobar with uh, angel garza Humberto Carrillo and Electro Lopez. The very beautiful Electro Lopez. And they want to take out the, uh, of course, uh, the Latino World Order, which is uh, Rey Mysterio. And I got to say, without Rey Mysterio, there is no credibility. No credibility at all for the uh, Latino World Order. I call them the Lithwaffo for some reason. Anyways, this one here, let, they want to take a rid of uh, um, Carlito. Um, what's that? Uh, Cruz del Toro and Joaquin Wilde. And, uh, you know, Zelina Vega. Now, this match here, street fight, but they started with uh, just one-on-one. Did nobody backing them up. How about that? And this was uh, very fun, a lot of fun. Everybody wanted uh, tables. We want tables, like they always do. Carlito set up tables and stuff like that, put out some cables, but it got really fun. When Carlito pulled out a uh, trash can and put it over top of uh, Santo's head and started smashing him with a steel chair. And he takes down. on... Uh, Carlito on his knees and he starts uh, bashing down the steel chair so it looked like he was going down further, like <laughs> spiking. <laughs> a nice fun spot. Fun spot. This was a fun match. No doubt about it. And then during the match here, we got ourselves, of course, Angel Garza, Humberto Carrillo come in and help out some, uh, you know, what's that, Santos Escobar beating up some uh, Carlito. However, the triple powerbomb doesn't work. Carlito kicks out of it. And then finally, Finally, coming to help out his friend or fellow Latino World Order, it is uh, Joaquim Wild and Cruz Del Toro. They get to they run to the ring there. They try to take out Angel and Humberto. They fight outside the ring where uh, Humberto and Angel take out. They just throw them right into the steel post. They make the short work out of the Cruz Del Toro and Joaquin Wild, which is no surprise, no surprise at all. So now it's a three-on-one again. But however, Buyaca, shuika. Puyaka, Puyaka! It's uh, Rey Mysterio. Comes out there. Now, Rey Mysterio. You no, know, he's, uh, he's a man that likes copying other people's gimmicks and ideas. He, hasn't, he doesn't really have a clear idea of himself. He likes to rip off other people's things. Make it his own. Now, this time, I'm not sure if it's he ripped it off or it's an homage. But his mask was not Rey Mysterio's mask. No, no, no. No, no, no. It was, in fact, the Great Muda's mask. This looked like the Great Muda's mask. He's coming out with the Great Muda's mask. Mostly plastic rubber it's like man oh man you got weird proportions in the first place rey mysterio make your head extra large through your weird pump uh you know pear-shaped body come on come on looks weird looks weird dude anyways he comes out there he looks like he's crippling oh my leg i got crushed months ago oh comes out with the thing with the crutches and he takes a crutch and he starts smashing angel and uh, humberto and then he gets a face-to-face with uh you know santos I will do it, I will, I will, I will do it You don't want me to do it It's a punch, it's like so weird Then he tries to go for it, Remy so ducks out of the way Cento Saksberg turns around to face to face with uh, getting spat in the face With some apple chunks from Carlito His biggest move, his best move Carlito is apple chunks spitting And then uh, since the table was set up in a ring It's still there, but, uh, but first he gets set up uh, after the apple spit, he falls through the ropes. And it's uh, what, Angel and Humberto try to help out. But they get knocked out of the ring there. And then Cruz del Toro Joaquim Wild well, with a double tope suicida. Uh, take them out. And then Sao Rey Mysterio gets Santos Escobar with a 619. And then with a uh, spine buster, a weak-ass spine buster, he gently puts, uh, Carlito gently puts uh, Santos Escobar through the table. One, two, three. Jessica Carr gets the big pin. And that's all right. Jessica Carr was a referee with this match. Last match with John Quinn was uh, Charles Robinson. <sighs> I really got to get on top of the referee saying. Referee saying. But so anyways. After that, we go backstage. And it's with uh, um, the new Catch Republic, which is Tyler Bight and Pete Donay. And they want another chance at the Judgment Day. They feel they got screwed, and it's Nick Alice saying, "Nope, not for WrestleMania, you don't." But anyways, Nick Alice has a big plan for the tag team division. I'm pretty sure there's going to be uh, some sort of, uh, you know, a gauntlet match or some sort of uh, a mini tournament, considering the tag team division in the WWE is garbage. There's very few tag teams. They probably have to, you know, makeshift a couple of tag teams because it's terrible, terrible. So Nick Alice needs to get together with uh, Adam Pierce And devise a plan for the Tag Team Championship Sad, sad Yeah Anyways, after that, it's Nick Alice goes face to face He finds an LA Knight He wants to give uh, LA, AJ Styles a gift A gift of a new hat A hat that looks like a chair he wants to put it on his head Anyways, it comes down to this, Well, there's nothing you can do about it! Nick Alice! And Nick's like, Um, yeah, that's probably right. And that's why I told AJ Styles not to show up to Smack It Down today. LA Knight's like, No! My revenge! Anyways, after that, we go to our main event match of the night. Um, it is, uh, Boston Theory. Versus uh, Randy Orton, and accompanying Austin Theory, it is of course uh, Grayson Waller, and joining commentary, it is uh, for no reason at all. It's uh, what's that? uh, Kevin Owens joins commentary, and of course, Referring this match, it is uh, your veteran of uh, Charles Robinson. Uh, This match was about under ten minutes. This was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Now they take the match outside and who knows. They're, they're, Charles Robson wasn't going to count them out. So who cares how long they're fighting outside there. But it was a lot of fun. Um, Grayson Waller, he's standing watching what's going on. And Austin Theory gets thrown into the uh, um, steel steps. Or not the steel step. He gets thrown into the commentating table. And then he was about to get back body drivered on top of the commentating table. And because uh, you can't throw... You can use your opponent as a projectile and throw him into anything, anything you want. And it's completely legal. So this would have been completely legal uh, to back body driver uh, um, Austin Theory through on top of the table. Now here's the thing, this is where things thinks it dicey. Referee is looking at this all happening and then it's Grayson Waller. He grabs Austin Theory and pulls him away. Now that is interference right there. That is interference and that is a disqualifying move. Referee should have disqualified right there, at the worst. At the least, he would have uh, ejected Grayson Waller from the match for interference. But the referee does nothing. Nothing. Um, Ends up, uh, what's that, uh, Randy Orton takes his thoughts, uh, takes his uh, focus off uh, Austin Theory, focuses on Grayson Waller, and then Austin Theory throws him face-first into the steel post to four-point Otis, baby. And then it's Austin Theory giving, you know, uh, Randy Orton the back body driver on top of the uh, commentary table. Now, you know, Randy Orton doing the RKO on its own is tough for his back, but getting back body driver on top of the table, crushing some uh, monitors with his back, that's gotta be painful. And when you got some fused discs in your back, that's the last thing you wanna do. Now, maybe because of the result of that uh, painful back, who knows but uh here's something happened it was a fluke it was a mess up um no the only person who willing to uh, you know say what's going on what actually happened is kevin owens he says exactly what happened. he it makes it sound you know oh okay obviously things happen but the thing that happened was this they were setting up for the top rope for top rope suplex randy orton's about to suplex uh, austin theory randy orton's about to climb out top rope but his foot slips randy orton falls down but it looks like this. Looks like it ended up being a counter. Randy Orton skips off, but, um, Austin Theory, he ends up executing, executing the perfect blockbuster off the top rope. It was beautiful. But, however, that was a mistake, and Randy Orton can't have that as an offensive move, and he pops right up like nothing happened. Oh! That was a suplex! And that's the thing. It's like, uh, um,. What's that? Uh, Corey Graves tried to cover it up. He's like, oh yes, uh, you know, uh, Randy Orton, he was about to get uh, RK, he was about to get uh, blockbuster, they turned into a suplex. And then uh, Kevin Owens like, yeah, he slipped off there and uh, about to be countered, but Randy Orton recountered countered Like, oh, come on now. Come on now. That was, uh, oh. well, they did their best to cover that up. You know? But after that thing, Randy had no idea what to do after he, after he got RK, after he got uh, you know, blockbuster like, oh, now what? It's hoot. You know, it doesn't matter. I just figured, uh, you know, he's been wrestling for many years. I thought he could have recovered a little bit better than that. Anyways, the fight goes back outside, and then that's when Randy Orton gets his revenge. He gets Austin awesome Theory and back body drivers him right onto the uh, commentating table. Now, here's a good thing. I am 100% sure the commentating table has these uh, clips where you can you pull the clips and the table, the commentating Commentary table becomes a breakaway table, but when these clips are on, it's uh, sturdy as all hell. So now it's Austin Theory. He gets the back body driver onto the steel, onto the uh, commentating table, and then Austin Theory he gets himself a turn, to ride on the back body driver on top of this very sturdy commentating table. Now they go back in the ring. There they fight on. They go back and forth. Randy Orton goes, try course, for his uh, his vintage. DDT, Randy Orton's DDT on the Austin Theory. They fight on. He tries to go for the RKO, but he gets blocked. Doesn't get it. Austin Theory goes for his massive blockbuster, his actual standing blockbuster, gets that thing down. Now, here's the finishing is kind of strange. I suppose, uh, now, they are fighting at the ropes here. Austin Theory uh, chokes out, uh, pulls out Randy Orton's throat. He, he gets some space. They, they get space. I guess an homage to Grayson Waller. Trying to do the Grayson effect, Grayson-Waller effect, the old uh, um, front roll, uh, you know, flatliner. Or, you know. Anyways, um, he does a front roll. And for some reason, he jumps on the air. He does a front roll and jumps on the air is awesome theory. And then, surprise, surprise, surprise. Randy Orton catches him with the uh, cutter, with the RKO. Done! So yeah, that's two big back bumps uh Ernie did in this match. His back, you know, come on now. So after that one, two, three is over, Kevin Owens gets involved in the match after ma- after it. Kevin Owens uh then takes out Austin Theory with the um Stunner, Stunner he tries to get uh Austin you know, Grayson Waller with the stunner. However, Grayson Waller escapes that, but he gets caught with the RKO. Randy Orton throwing RKOs like there's no tomorrow. But when the tomorrow comes, he's running uh upset that he's thrown so many damn RKO's. Regardless, looking good. And perhaps a new team forming. Perhaps this could be a team for the, uh, you know, um, some sort of tag team tournament that's gonna happen. Um, Randy Orton and Kevin Owens, and they could be called Team RKO. Randy and Kevin Owens. How natural is that name? But if they are a tag team, that's probably the last name they're gonna use. Or the first name. Anyways, that wraps it up with this episode of A Smackdown and concludes uh, the episode of a wrestling show. Now, if you stuck around to the very end of the show, I hold a very special place in my heart just for you. So stay tuned for we're going for another day, for another episode. Uh, so, friend, I'll see you on another time. I've been the pace saying extending this en- ex- exit. Outro. Anyways, you guys. See you next time.